Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey everyone, we're taking a bit of a break as we're gearing up for season four. So over the next few weeks, we are revisiting some of my favorite episodes. In this look back, Audra Gordon shares how an extended trip through the continent of Africa set her up to build her sustainable fashion brand, Beam Bold, which was an ode to her Caribbean roots. If you missed the original episode, feel free to go back and give it a listen. I hope you enjoy it and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your podcast. I know Morocco was the first place you went to the continent. And, you know, when we say the continent here, we're yes. like Africa. Uh, <laughs> yes. I mean, other people might be like, Europe? No. <laughs> but <laughs> if I say the continent, right. we're talking about Africa. But, yes. <laughs> but I know that that trip, it seems, just sort of started your, I don't want to call it a love affair, but really your your commitment and your intentionality um, to that space. And so... Morocco is the first place you decided to go. What was your experiences in Morocco and and how did that lead to other experiences in Africa? Right. So Morocco, as I mentioned, I, I visited Morocco in spring of 2010. And um, that was a totally different experience than the rest of my travels across the continent. Now I've done 26 countries in Africa, so almost half of the continent. And I am obsessed. I, I can say that. <laughs> I'm truly obsessed with the continent. I am in love with it. I'm passionate about the continent. And so that first trip was a bit um, different in that I did an organized, um, I joined an organized tour and I had, I convinced one of my girlfriends, I said, oh, um, I really want to go to Morocco. Would you join me? Because at that point, your perception of Africa is, oh, I didn't want to go by myself. I would love a friend to, to join me. And it became this luxury experience. One, I guess we had some sort of a because of the currency difference or something like that, which we weren't expecting. So we stayed at like five-star hotels. We had these experiences going between like a few cities in, in Morocco. And again, we were a bit removed from the local community. And that was a different experience for me versus the rest of my travels across the continent, right? So I love Morocco. It was a beautiful country. I got lost in, in, in the markets there, lots of colorful, you know, you know, fabric and all these different things that you were able to bring back. So I really love Morocco. And one of the highlights for that trip, I met a guy on the plane and he took us around uh, uh, so we, we left the, the, the group and then we, we joined this guy who was sitting next to me on the plane. And, you know, he definitely showed me his city. We did a, you know, a tour on the water, like, you know, the different things that were part of the trip. And that was exciting for me. And that's one of the, the, um, the points where I realized like having an immersive experience with a local, I think I will enjoy more than this isolation of just being with other 
other tourists and, you know, just having this luxury experience. And I realized when I were, when I uh, uh, returned to the continent that I wanted to have a totally different experience. So when I came back in 2012, I did six weeks in East Africa from Kenya, Tanzania, Malawi, Zambia, Zimbabwe, South Africa. And that I did an overland truck. So I'd met someone in Hong Kong who told me about overlanding in Africa because I'd never heard of it. And there are these mm-hmm. trucks that, you know, you join, you know, lots of people from around the world. You can hop on, hop off at different um, spots. Some places you sleep in tents. You know, if you wanted a more luxury experience, you could, yeah. <laughs> I, I know what overlanding is. Yes. Yeah, okay, so let me let me not let me not interrupt your wonderful story, but yes, let me just no. say you said tent. Anybody yes. who knows me, okay, and I, I have a friend who's probably dying right now. Anyone who knows me, let's talk about camping for a very yes. small second. I hate camping. Now, this is why this is really this is why this is entertaining. I have been a camp counselor, really, and I have camped on three continents. I have more camping equipment than you think I should have. I've got a tent currently in the Middle East right now I need to go get. And I I have sleeping bag. I have all the equipment. I hate camping. So when you said a tent... Yes. Oh my God. I have done it. And I've told folks, they're like, oh, Amanda, you haven't done the right spot. I'm like, I've done it in Africa, Asia, and North America. I don't like camping. Really? I love it. Love. Girl, no, you said a tech. (laughs) Nope. Nope, (laughs) nope, because my philosophy is so bad. Let me tell you, I swear, I say this all the time. I said, I am first generation American. I'm very fully aware of the villages my family comes from. They did not immigrate for me to camp, so I do not camp. I'm not mad if you camp. You should totally do you. But as for me and myself, if there's not an RV involved, I, or a cabin, am not part of this. Anyway, continue with your lovely overland story. I just want to say that. (laughs) No, I truly enjoyed it. I truly enjoyed it. Like even camping in in Tanzania outside of Serengeti, like at night, we're hearing all of the animals and stuff. See, I don't want to hear that. Because I watch National Geographic and I know I have been on a safari. Look, I have seen things run and I do not want it to be the thing that they're running towards. But anyway, yes, beautiful Serengeti. Carry on. Yeah, yeah, so so I spent six weeks. Actually, I wasn't even supposed to be there for six weeks. I ended up missing my flight in South Africa. I made all <laughs> types of holidays. I told my boss, I said, listen, there's some volunteer leave I think I, quali- I qualify for. I was making up all sort of leave to put wow. together. <laughs> to make yeah. sure I had wow. a long a long holiday. So that trip really, like I said, it was a totally different experience from that Morocco experience, right? And that's when mm-hmm, that that's when I felt like these are my people. I need to be here, right? <laughs> So, <laughs> so, so you you touch on something, which is another thing that <laughs> is not about me, but yeah, you said something like, "Oh, you know, I, I'm I'm there with her." So, I think I had a conversation with some previous guests. I'm thinking Rashida uh, mm-hmm. of Sheeta on the Loose, and and I remember saying, "Man, I don't think I can do group travel. Mm-hmm. Like I've done group travel before." And I <laughs> don't like don't like it, right. but but well, let me not say I don't like it. I think the older I get, 
the more I just, and I've done a lot of solo travel, you know, you're, I, I've said this on this, on the show before your equivalent of East Africa. So all those countries you did, my mm-hmm. equivalent solo was like Brazil, Argentina, Uruguay, but a lot right. of, you know, those are, those are big countries, right? Right. Except right. for really Uruguay. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so it is hard, I think, to be on a trip, <laughs> on a trip with folks, uh-huh. right? <laughs> Especially like, no, because I can imagine, right? So traveling with someone like you who really likes an immersive experience, right? right. Mm-hmm. If I'm someone who really wants the full on luxury resort experience, right. mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to kind of meet in the middle. And mm-hmm. so, but, but I can also appreciate it is nice to have the luxury experience that so because sometimes I don't know if you've ever had this experience. Right. Have you ever like traveled? And mm-hmm. I've done this where you've traveled hardcore by yourself. And then one day you're just like, I do want like mm-hmm. all the comforts just, just right. of, of having yeah. me in a really nice hotel <laughs> and like room service. I don't know if you've that I, cause I, that's happened to me where I've traveled, traveled, traveled. I've been like, okay, I need a day to recuperate. Let me right. go to this really nice hotel. Right, right, right. No, but you know, the funny thing is most of my travels across Africa, like I stayed with local families. I realized, nice. again, I, I can stay, you know, at a luxury hotel by myself, but I think the experience of experiencing a country from a local perspective, I mm-hmm. think that's like fulfilling for me. And so that's why I never like during this entire journey, like I said, I, I, I did six months and I traveled East uh, West Africa by road solo. And that was life-changing, like life-changing mm. where I took right. buses, I took taxis, I took motorbike with my suitcase on the back, you know, going from one country to the next. And that was life-changing. But every step along the way, I stayed with local families. I knew I had a large network in, in, in Africa, but I didn't realize how vast it was until I got there. And every single country I had a place to day you know so it was yeah <laughs> so I, so well here's what i'm curious with west africa right, right. so like how how far across did you go like right. where did you go and then how did you obviously you had a network mm-hmm. but were there places where you didn't have as strong a network or how did you connect to be able to say all right Hey, can I, I'm going to be in Dakar this week. Can I stay with right. you? <laughs> so I, like I said, I'm a connector. I keep in touch with people and not because I'm coming to your country. I literally reach out to my friends. I feel like, like I get, especially on the weekends, I, I t- touch base with my friends I just, all around the world, right? So even on the continent, I started thinking, okay, I'm pl- traveling through West Africa. Ghana had been a hub for me for a long time. So I have lots of friends in Ghana. So that was my base for the six month trip, right? So I arrived there, went to Togo by road, you know, over Christmas, came back to Ghana mm-hmm. for New Year's, then went um, west, um, you know, to Cote d'Ivoire. And then from there, I, I had my visa was expiring for, for Angola. So I had a break in my West African experience to fly because I had to fly through Morocco, through uh, to Angola. And then I did Namibia and Botswana as well. Then came back through South Africa to Nigeria and then continue back Ghana, um, and then I did um, a Sao Tome Principe. And then my I didn't get a visa in time for Liberia. So I flew from Ghana to Sierra Leone. So I missed Liberia. I said, oh, I'll, I'll get there on my way back. But I traveled from Sierra Leone by road, covered the entire West Africa. So Sierra Leone, uh, went to Guinea, Guinea-Bissau, through the Casaments, um, you know, through Senegal, Gambia, uh, Dakar, did, um, you know, um, 
uh, Cape Verde, back Mauritania, even Mauritania. That wasn't part of my plan. One of my friends in Hong Kong, she wrote to me, she says, she, everyone, they see I'm traveling in Africa. And she said, oh, my mom is from, um, from um, Mauritania. My dad's from Mali. My aunt's there. You can stay with my family. Like literally a random message. And I said, oh, is there a taxi that takes you there? And I looked, I saw there's a taxi from Dakar. I went to Mauritania. That wasn't part of the plan. You know, <laughs> came back, you know, went to Mali from there to, you know, to um, through um, Togo again to Benin and came back to Ghana. So I missed, I didn't do Liberia and Niger, but I covered, yeah, most of West Africa, um, you know, in, in that trip. So, so again, wow. just connecting with local people and, you know, just understanding the culture from their perspective was really, really life changing. Yeah. <laughs> and I I love just that in that story how a lot of people don't think about traveling through Africa that way. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, look, dark skinned single black woman and you did it. Yes. And you're here to tell the story. <laughs> and I think that that's what starts to dispel a lot of the myths around around the region. I, I felt like yeah. everywhere I went, everyone kept saying, my sister, my sister. And I just felt like I was home. Like even in places like Sierra Leone, like a lot of their dialect, like I understood. And they said, oh, you understand what we're saying? And I said, yeah, it's similar to the dialect we have in the Caribbean, you know? Yeah. So I totally yeah. understood, you know? So I felt at home. The food, you know? So a lot of the things that, you know, like the drinks, like the the bisop that they, you know, sorrel that we call in the Caribbean, but the same type of food that we're eating, you know? So I really enjoyed my experience there. Totally enjoyed it and then the fabric that was another aspect of my of that um uh that uh, that trip um so i'll tell you a bit about that and and how that got me to what i'm doing now and how i found my passion because of that journey through through africa you've just listened to an episode of the global chatter which is hosted by me amanda bates it is edited by stephanie Ficchio. don't forget to subscribe to the global chatter on your favorite podcast platform You can also follow us on Instagram at The Global Chatter or stop by Twitter and find us at Global Chat Pod. If you have a question, want to subscribe to the newsletter or are interested in sponsoring, visit theglobalchatter.com.